Okay, tough. Today's stuff is stuff. Hey, in Kedushin, as we learned for Achinu Kobeis Yisrael Hanasim Matzar Shibya. The last couple of words on Ayin Tesem Beis, Amar Shlokesh. What were we talking about? We said that you can assume that if a man married a woman, they went overseas, they came back, and they said these are her children. Uh, we assume they're her children. After all, he doesn't have to bring proof again that he got married because they checked her out. They checked out the wife when they got married originally. Uh, if he married somebody else, then she has to be checked out if we, we don't know who she is. However, the children, if you've checked out the mother, the children, if they are clinging to the mother, you can assume that they are the children of the mother. Unless there were two wives and maybe their children, maybe they're clinging to the stepmother. Amrish Lakshmi says, when do we believe that clinging is good enough? In other words, it's a chazaka. These are the children of the mother. If you check out the mother, the children are okay. In terms of establishing them as kohanim, that they can eat kachim and uh, etc., that they are not halalim. They can eat kachim, trumas, and even kachim. But to assume that they are of perfect lineage so they can marry, let's say, if they're girls, they can marry a kohen. Lo, we don't assume that. So says Rishlakish. So says Rishlakish. Rabbi Yochanan says, no. If you assume that these people are, there's a, there's a presumption that they are okay. The children are clinging to the mother. The mother was checked out when they first got married. You can assume, <laughs> even for getting married, for lineage, that they are okay. Buzz Rabbi Yochanan we pass in usually in Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan, we go like Rabbi Yochanan here too. We go like Rabbi Yochanan that you can assume that the children belong to the mother, and if the mother's okay, the children are okay for everything. They're kohanim in full sense, in terms of eating kachim, and also in terms of getting married. Uh, if there's just a presumption that this is the status, you can even get malchus based on that. We'll see what we're talking about in a minute. You could even give capital punishment based on a presumption. We'll see what that means. They start from Truma's Alachazakas. Truma, if it becomes Tame, has to be burnt. If you're not sure if it's Tame or not, you can't eat it, but you can't burn it either. You cannot burn it unless it's for sure Truma. So on a Chazaka, that you assume the pres- there's a presumption that Truma's Tame without knowing for sure, you can't burn it. In other words, we treat people, you might say, more uh, handily or more, uh, more stringently than we do Truma. Chuma, we don't burn unless you know for sure that it's became tame, that there's that this you know that this is truma and that it became tame. Whereas people, you can give them a punishment based on a chazaka. What do we mean by that? So the Gemara explains that Malka and a chazaka, we give Malkus based on a presumption. says, let's say a woman, uh, in those days you could tell if a woman was a need or not. Usually when she was a needer, she would wear different clothes, clothes that Remind her, remind her spouse, remind everybody that she's Anita and that uh, she can't touch things. So uh, let's say she wore these clothes. You don't know for sure she was Anita. Nobody knows except her herself if she saw Dam. But if there's a Chazaka that she's Anita because she wore these clothes, and now we see that her husband is uh, becoming intimate with her and they give him a warning and they, there was a warning and there was, uh, there was Adam who saw them. Even though we don't know for sure. How do you know for sure she's Anita? Did you see the blood come out of her body? Obviously not. Just a chazaka that she wore those kind of clothes. We give a malchus based on that. So you see, based just on a chazaka, there's a presumption that she's Anita. She's wearing the Anita clothes. Based on that, we give malchus. Similarly, there's a chazaka. Do we really know that this uh, children, uh, a family shows up in town? 
a mother and a father and a couple of kids. We know for sure that they're their kids, yet we assume that they are, they live together, and we would give them punishment for incest based on that. You have a father and a mother and a children, a boy, a little boy, and a little girl, grew up in a house together. We don't really know for sure, a thousand percent, do we know for sure that they are the children of these parents, but we assume they are. They grew together, they grew up together. If the child, as he grows up, the little boy sleeps with his mother, God forbid, commits incest, you give them both skila based on that. If he's bar mitzvah, and she's, she's obviously bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. And similarly, if the father slept with the daughter, they would get shreifa. That's the punishment for a father sleeping with his daughter. In other words, they would be kept, they would be killed based on this assumption. Do we have witnesses? Who saw them in the? Uh, there's no way to 100% witnesses that knows for sure that's their ch- children. Yet, based on this presumption, we do this. So Rabbi Elkanan says also based on the presumption that these children were clinging to their mother, we can assume that they are the children of that mother. And if she was checked out that she could marry a coin, so can the children. Tells you a story indicating proving this too. My Sabisha, there was a story with a woman she was carrying her child on her back, her little son, and she brought him up, she raised him, and eventually he slept with her. And they stoned him. Do we know a thousand percent sure that it was his, that it was her child? We assume if the child is clinging to the mother and he she raised him, even though there's a possibility that she's only a stepmother, but still, we, we based on that presumption, we we uh, gave them capital punishment. That's as far as presumptions for punishing people. But truma, which must be burnt if it's tome, and if it's not tome, cannot be burnt. And if you're a supak, if you're not sure, you can't eat it, nor can you burn it. So based on the chosaka, we don't burn truma. Where, where, where does Rabbi Yochanan get that from? Shem Lakish disagrees. He says, He says, yes, that you do burn based on a chazaka. Rabbi Yochanan ain't sof. You don't. They go according to reasoning. Again, Rabbi Yochanan says, you don't burn truma based on a presumption. They go according to reasoning. We learn the following Mishnah. There's a child, a little boy, is playing next to the dough. You have dough in the house. The dough was tahor. It was all said. It was needed and done properly. The child is playing next to the dough. He's got a clump of dough in his hand. Obviously, he got this dough from the dough in the house that he's playing next to. Rameyer Matar, Rameyer says that it's tar. You can assume that it's tar, that the, that the child was not metame, did not, he did not defile the, the, the um, dough. Matam say, it's, you can assume it's tame. Why? Because the, the custom is of children that they dabble in the uh, junk piles, in the trash outside, where there are dead shwatsim and tummy, etc. So you could assume that the child touched tuma or had it in his hand, and he is a tummy the dough. My time, Rebbe, why does Rebbe say that the child that the dough is tahor? You're right. Most children do tap, do dabble in the dung heap where there's tummy. Uh, there, there's, there are defiled, uh, there are reptiles that are defiled there, and he becomes Tomei. So, but there are some who don't. 
there's some uh, particularly hygienic kids who don't play around in the in the um, they don't dabble in the dung heaps. The east of Tarmes now we have uh, uh, most most kids do dabble. Some kids don't. A minority don't. But the dough itself had a chazaka, had a presumption that it was tar until now. The samach iuta lechazaka. We will put the meat of children who don't dabble. Combine that with the chazaka of the dough, which was tar. Israel aruba, and now the row that says most children do dabble has now been weakened because we have a meat against it plus the chazaka of the dough, and therefore, um, and therefore, a mayor says that the dough is tahor, and if it was truma, it could be eaten by a coin. Rabbanan, the Rabbanan disagree. The Rabbanan say, no, when you have a robe, a majority against a minority, the minority disappears. It's gone. It's totally obliterated. Come on, it's not as if it's not here. All you're left with is a robe that says that the child probably defiled the dough because most children dabble in the donkey. The chazaka, and there's a chazaka of the dough that it was kosher till now. And the rule is, ruba, 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 chazaka, ruba, adit. If you have a majority against the presumption, against the chazaka, the majority wins out. And therefore, therefore, um, the chachamim say that you have to assume that it's tamay. Now, how far do you assume that it's tamay? Will you actually burn it? Are you sure that it's tamay? Or you're just saying, we'll suspend it. You can't, you can't eat it, nor can you burn it. In other words, you go majority. Amr Shlakish Mishim Ravoshi, Azui says, yeah, you burn it. Because you, the majority tells you that it's vadai, that it's for sure that it's tame, and you burn it based on that. Zuhi shesarfanolei asatruma. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. Rabbi Yochanan says, "Ain zu chazaka shesarfanolei asatruma." As Rabbi Yochanan said at the top of the page, uh, the fourth, fifth line, he said, "Rabbi Yochanan says we give malchus based on a chazaka that she's anida. We give skill and sreifa to these people based on a chazaka that this is a that this a father and a mother and a daughter and a son." Based on that, even as a chazaka, but we don't burn truma on that. Yes, you assume that it's tamay, but you don't burn it because we're not sure. What you do is what we say, told it, you suspend it, you don't eat it, you don't burn it. That's where that was the proof that we bought to Rabbi Yochman said. Yochman said you give malchus and skill and strafe at the people based on a chazaka. But based on a chazaka, you don't burn the truma. What's the case? Even a contrabiochan on a presumption that's so strong that you'd even burn the truma, let's say you have some dough again in the house. You have reptiles and frogs are breeding over there. Now, when re- these kind of reptiles and frogs, when they're very tiny, they look alike. It's hard, hard to tell them apart when they're very tiny. And you have both kinds. You have reptiles which, when they die, are tummy. At Svardea, there's a, of the millions of reptiles in the world, there's only eight that are metami, that are metami when they're dead. We've said many times that animals are only metame once they're dead. Only Jewish people are tummy when they're alive. Uh, uh, Non-Jewish people and animals, not to say that the not to say that the um, animals are that the animals are equated with human beings, but um, they have the same Allah when it comes to Tumma, that they're not Matami when they're alive, only when they're dead. So is, of the reptiles, only eight are Tumma. Svardeh is a kind of a reptile, you can call it, if you want to call the uh, the frog a reptile, but it's not Tumma. So Shratzim is Svardeh and they're breeding over there. So you find pieces of, let's say, um, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like fetuses of the reptiles, whatever you call those, like little pieces of, of them in the dough. 
Now you're not sure if it's from the Svardaya, then it's tar. If it's from the Shratzim, it's tummy. So the Gemara says, Imrov Shratzim, if it's mostly reptiles that are tummy when they're dead, then it's may. If Sundado is tummy. Imrov Svardaya, Imrov Svardim Torah. Now here, we're not talking about a Chazaka that most kids, right, or a Chazaka that the dough was tahor. And uh, there's a robe that says that the kids probably are tame because they, they play around in the donkey. But over here, you're talking about the animals themselves, the reptiles themselves. They are breeding over there in the dough. And you find pieces of their breeding in the dough. So now you have, it's very strong. If, if, if most, of the, most of the reptiles there are shrutsim that are matame, you have to assume it's tame. There you would even burn the truma because there it's much more evident. Not only as, as we'll see, because here it's in front of you. You have the Shratzmir in front of you. There's a robe in front of you. That's called the Rubid de Isakaman. It's in front of you. There's many majorities that are Rubid de Lesakaman. For example, most women give birth nine months, not seven months. It's not in front of us. You can't count the robe. You know, if there's 10 people, if there's people come to shore and they take a vote, you can count one, two, here are the people. There's 10 vote this way, seven vote this way. Your majority of 10 to 7, it's in front of you, like the reptiles are here in front of you. Are most of these uh, shrutsam or most of these svardeya? But there's other robes. The robe that says most children play in the donkey, it's not something you can see right now. You can't say most children. Most children, generally, you could say that. It's a, it is a robe, but it's a robe with less. Come on, it's not as strong. So for that, we would say tolin. Rabbi Yochum would say tolin. You only suspend it. You can't eat the truma because maybe it's tummy. Also, you can't burn it because you're not 100% sure. But in this case, with the Shratzim Svadim, you'll you go with that it's 100% sure. Just like we said many times, Midivrei Torah, if you have two pieces of kosher meat got mixed up with a third piece of non-kosher meat, you can eat them all because you go basaro. Majority wins, even though you know you're eating something which is not kosher. Now, Lamaisa, we wouldn't do that. And Lamaisa, we, you know, we go by, we uh, buckle Bashishim and all kinds of other rules that they put in, that the rabbis put in, but Menat Torah, you go basaro. Okay, now, uh, how do we know that, that uh, it, so that's what, that's what Rabbi Yochanan says, that you wouldn't burn even based on a chazaka, a chazaka that probably the, the dough is tameh because the child dabbled in the, uh, in the dung keep uh, with his dead shrotsim, you, would, uh, you wouldn't burn it, but you wouldn't uh, eat it either. You would, you would suspend it. Now we have Tanya Kavasa Rabbi Yochanan. There's a proof to Rabbi Yochanan that says what? That it's tolin, that we don't, that we don't uh, assume that, that he says that it's tummy drop on lint loss that you're told that you don't, you assume it's tummy, but you wouldn't burn it. We have a rule that we learn out from Sota that but that's only if it's a bench involves a person that you can ask him, did you do this, do that, how did you touch it, did you come near it? If it's something that's inanimate that cannot be asked, then even as even the suffix tamshasiachin is tahar. However, the rabbi said there are two things that have no dasashol, that are inanimate, but the chachamimashal, meaning that they're tummy, that they're tummy, like a dabashashashal, that in Bashasiachin, it's tummy, it's a suffix, even though normally an inanimate object in is tahar. But the chacham said it has Allah like like a commercial as, as if it's a regular person they can ask a question of. This item, you can't ask an inanimate item, item a question, he can't answer you. But the Chachamim gave it the same halacha as Yeshadashashal and the Sveiko Tamei Bashusa Yachim. What are they? So, what are these two things? Number one, Tinok, right? But Odacheris and another one. 
What's the case of Tina Karam or the case we just said with the child dabbling in the dough? And what do Rabbi Yochan say over there? That you go that the Rabbanan say that it's Tom. Rabbeir says it's tar because you, you combine the Chazako with the Miyat and that, that and that disrupts, that weakens the robe. Rabbanan say no. The Miyat is if it's gone, Ruba Chazaka, Ruba Arif, and you go by the majority that it's Tomei. Okay, but it's Tomei. Tomei in what sense? Do you burn it or that you only suspend it? So we'll see. What's the other case? You have some dough get in the house and there are some some chickens running around there. There's chickens and there's water, defiled water in the house. And you find holes, holes in the dough that are clearly made, clearly made by the beaks of the chicken as they stick their beaks into the dough. Tolan below Ochlin. So it says over there, you suspend it, you can't eat it. If it's if it's truma, you can't eat this. Why? Because there's a good chance that the Tarnagolim stuck their beaks in the water, which was tame, and then they put the their beaks into the dough, and some of the water, some of the tummy water wound up in the dough. That's what you assume below. So Tolan, you suspend it below Sarfin. Now, well, how does this prove our case like Rabbi Yochman? Because since you said there's two things that the Chacham said, it's as if it's Tomei, even though it's, a, even though it's in it, an inanimate object. The Chacham made it like it's Tomei, because it's like an animate object, like a person, and it's Tomei. And one is this case with the chickens and the dough, with their beaks and the dough. And you say over there, you suspend it, and they said two things are similar. And the other one was the Tino. That tells you, well, the first one was Tinek. The second one was this case with the Tarnagolim and the Mashmi Tmeim. So that shows you that the case of Tinek also is Tolan, that you would suspend it. It's not 100% Tomei. says Rashi in the top line of the page, Tolan, Imi, Sezushel, Truma, Hashin, Shema, We're We're concerned that the possibility that the chickens drank from the from the dirty water. From the defile while it was dripping, while their beaks were dripping with this water, uh, they stuck their, uh, they dabbled with their beaks into Nakrubi, so they put holes in the dough. And since he said these two things, the Chachama made as if it's a human being, and the Safatamashiach will be Tomei, when we said Tolan. Also told him, and that's a proof to what Yochan said. That's only if the water, if the defiled water here is clear. If it's clear water and there's a concern, you see there's holes in the dough. So the concern is that the chickens stuck their beaks in the water while they were wet. They stuck them back in the dough. And you can't tell. Let's say the, let's say the, uh, the liquid was red, had a color to it. And he said, the knocker made the idea. If they would, if they would have stuck their beaks into the dough, you could have seen the red. And then you, so since there's no red, then you, you know that they didn't, we didn't do that. Maybe the dough absorbed the liquid. Even if it was red, maybe it was absorbed. In other words, this Rabbi Shuman lady said this business about if it's clear or if it's red. He says, the great lady, the great, like a gadol ador. He heard something about this that it's not in all cases. It depends on the liquid. But he didn't hear the explanation. In other words, he, let, let me correct what he said. He said, so that's only if the water was clear, but if it's red, 
you would be able to tell if they stuck their beaks in the dough because it would leave an imprint. You'd see the red. So he said, what do you mean? Even if it's red, it might have been absorbed. So it's just really how you have to explain it. Low shadow of a mashkin, so it's only if the water was clear, whether it was colored or not. Even if it was clear, that could be absorbed, you wouldn't be able to tell, right? El b'mashkim slum shebabur shaltinak nikabah, so clear that you could tell the reflection of a child in the water, whatever its color was, it was clear. But if the water was turbid, was filthy, then if it would have been, if the water was 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 filthy water, then if the chicken had stuck its beak in the water and then stuck its beak in the dough, there would be some imprint in the dough of the dirty water because it wouldn't be all absorbed. If the if the if the liquid was clear, no matter what the color, even was green or red or whatever, it might have been absorbed in the dough, and you can't tell. And therefore, you have to assume that it's tame, and you would be told you would suspend it. However, if it was dirty water, it was turbid, it was you know uh, cloudy water, then it would have left some imprint. And if there's no such imprint, you can assume that the dough is tahor. Says the Mishnah. This is the Mishnah that teaches about yichud. Yichud is a very big problem. It, it leads to all kinds of suspicions, not only with men and women. Here we talk about men and women, women that you shouldn't be, um, that you shouldn't be um, in a room with together, secluded in a room together. But this uh, manazan, unfortunately, we know that it's a problem even for women and women or women and children, women and, you know, parent, uh, women with young children or men with young, young boys. This is a problem. Yichud is a real problem. That's why it's good to have cameras and it's good not to close doors uh, because uh, you see what it leads to, suspicion and all kinds of terrible things that we, I'm sure, have been around for thousands of years, but only in today's world are we more attuned to the problems. So the mission says like this. This is the mission. A man should not even be secluded with two women, even with two women, because it could lead to, uh, to immorality. But one woman could be yuchad with two men, with two men, because one person, one man will keep the other one from committing any immorality. That's what the Tanakhama says. He disagrees. He says, no, even one man could be miyachad with two women. Again, one man can't be miyachad with one woman. That's for sure. And as I said today, you shouldn't even be achid with a man with a man, a man with a child, or you know, a man with a boy and a and a woman with a with a little girl, because it can lead to suspicion. But there's no specific halacha against it. It's just wise and prudent to to keep these things. But the halacha is basically yichud is one man with one woman. So the Mishnah says that one man shouldn't even be with two women, even with two women, because it could be problematic, right? Because it could lead to immorality. But one woman with two men is okay. He says that even one man could be with two women. And then he goes on to say, if his wife is with him and they're sleeping together in the same hotel, they just because if his wife is with him, his wife will keep him from committing any morality. It sounds like it's one thing, but Tosis and the other Rishonim say that it's better to explain the Mishnah. But Rabbi Shimon is arguing with the Tanakhama. He says there's no difference that two men with one woman or one man with two women is okay, period. And then Ubizman puts in like the the, the uh, extra above there. And if his wife is with him, then there's no problem at all, no matter how many people are there, because his wife is going to keep him from committing any immorality. So, Ubizman, 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 Ubiz
can a, a young boy uh, sleep with his mother? Can he be with his, in the same area with mother? Of course, in Bito, or a man with his daughter. Yashni mom, he could have yichud with them, no matter what the age, apparently. Can it be with your daughter? A man is not suspected of committing incest with his daughter, and he could be with his daughter or a young boy with his mother. Even when they're, when they're young children, they don't even have to have pajamas on. In other words, they can even sleep together. But once they're old enough, or old enough could mean bar mitzvah, could mean even less than bar mitzvah. It can mean also, the Mephoshim say, if, they understand, if, they, if they're already embarrassed by their, uh, by their nakedness, then they should make sure they have clothes on. Each one should sleep with, their, with some sort of clothing so as not to uh, have any, uh, any impropriety. Now, my time, but what's this business about that you say in the beginning of the mission that a man should not be with two women? My time. Women are easily, maybe easily seduced. Uh, more, they're more daitas uh, I don't think that applies today, but uh, it could be that women are more, say, lightheaded or easily maneuvered. And therefore, one man should not be miyachet even with two women, uh, whereas where the, according to the Tanakhama, but one woman with two men is okay. Rabbi Shimon says, no, even one man with two women is also okay. There's no Isra B'yichet. Menachemi, where do we get this Isra B'yichet from? Rabbi Yochan Mishmol, he says like this, Remez where do we get this Remez in the Torah? Basically, some, some say it's a Daraisa, most say it's a Drabonam, but there's a Remez in the Torah. If your brother the son of your mother entices you to commit avodah animus. What do you mean? Only you only have to be concerned about your your sibling from your mother and not from your father. Only a son of a mother will entice you, not the son of a father. That it's a teacher different alocha. That ben ben imcha. That you could be with your mother. You're only allowed to be miachal with your mother. You can't be malach with any other woman. This is the source that a man should not be with any other woman, period. Now, does it only mean in Arias? Only Arias that he's not supposed he's not to have deal with. Let's say a single man with a single woman, it wouldn't be a problem. It's still, it's it's prudent not to because what it can lead to. Because it can lead to. You know, so you have to be very careful, especially in work environments and school environments and offices, etc. Doctors have to be careful with this too. Many doctors... Uh, even though they see patients and there's uh, privacy and they close the door, maybe it's uh, not always a wise idea not to have somebody else there at the time. So, so uh, the Chachamim gave us warnings, even though the Yisra Doraisa might only, even if it's a Doraisa, might only be a man with somebody that he's not allowed to have deal with, still it's advisable to avoid a period. Pashtun Akram Mike said, what's the Pashtun part? This is a, obviously a drasha. Oh, the son of with a mother can be not with the not the, the son of a, the son is allowed to be with his mother. That's the brush that's teaching. What's the pashup shot? Pashtun Kram Mike said, I'm rabbi. This is what the push the pashup shot in the Pasuk is teaching is this. Lomi boy, lomi boy cover, lomi boy, then of the sunny lay. Your father, your your sibling, your brother from your father basically is against you. Why? Because uh you are diminishing his inheritance. Right. If you have two brothers or three brothers, each brother is diminishing the other one's inheritance. Because if there be less brothers, the other brothers, the remaining brothers, would have more. So he might like you, and he might give you bad advice. He might give you bad advice. You know, commit avodasar, do something terrible, whatever. He wants to get rid of you. even the son of a mother, the low son, because the Yerush is not dependent on this. Maybe you have a sim. 
Maybe you have the same mother, but a different father. So Yerusha is not dependent on this other brother. Maybe you should listen to Gamashmon. You don't listen to him. Any brother who teaches you uh, to do bad, to entices you to do wrong, don't listen to him. They must cease to look up a shawl. The Har Mishnah doesn't go like a Bashal. Our Mishnah says what? That a man should not be, have Yechud, should not be secluded with two women. The Har Mishnah doesn't go like a Bashal. At the time, you call Shoshim Yom, Here's the rule. The rule is, in general, they would have a Levaya. A Levaya would be accompanied by many people in a beer, etc., and take it out. Usually the cemeteries were out of town, and uh, there would be a concern about hanky-panky. So if it was with a whole group, that's fine. But let's say a baby dies. Many people, especially in those days, the mortality rate was very high. And they would, the uh, baby was born at the, in the first 30 days, they would just stay, they wouldn't have a big funeral. They would just take out the baby, take him out without a beer. Yotze Bechayt means take out in her breast, in, in her bosom, just carry him out. One woman with two men, right? One woman, uh, say the mother of the child and two men accompanying her could go out to the cemetery, even though there might be there on the road, there's nobody else around. But not with one man and two women. One man and two women is not good. As we said, there's a concern of a yichud. Even though our Mishnah said, and the Chorot did not like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, but the Tanakhama said that one that um, uh, one man that uh, one man with two women is forbidden, but one woman with two men is okay. Abishol says, even one man with two women is no good. Right, right. Rabbi Shol says that you could even one man with two women, right, is okay. Not with one man and two women, like the Tanakam of Amisha said, one man should not be miyachat with two women. Abishol says, no, one man could go out with two women. So the Har Mishra is not like Abishol. Meaning Abishol seems to go like we, it's the explanation we gave for Rav Shimon in our mission. If you learned that, that uh, it's not Bismad, but Ubizman. So the heart doesn't go like Abishol. So I feel time Abishol. Even like, maybe I should go like Abishol. That really one man should not be miyachah with two women. But if it's a funeral, if, if, if there's times when it's a funeral, a person's taiva for uh, for Bia is diminished. He's, it's it's Tavi Yisrael. His Yetzirah is more subdued. So therefore, at a funeral, even one man could go out with two women. In other words, Abishol doesn't disagree with the Mishnah. And the Tanakam, even though the Tanakam said even then he shouldn't. Rabbanan, Rabbanan who say, no, even at a funeral, one man should not take out, should not go out with two women. Raman Safri, like Rabbi Zahogah, Sam Yitzchak, Ma'isonet Adam Chai Gebrel Chadav. Even when a person is, an, it, it translate this to me, even when a person is an Onen, when he's uh, when he's in mourning, Yevrel Chatov, he's still he's got his sins there. He's his afil b'shasanino. So even when he's in mourning, shaladam yitzro meskaber love. His gavrel chatov, meaning his 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 yitzhara can <coughs> can overpower him even at a time like that. That's a chum shita. Rabbi Avishol says no. That pasuk is speaking about a different a different interpretation entirely. It's speaking about. My disowning the Misroimamidos, a person complaining about his lot, about what God's given to him, the measure that God needed out to him, he's complaining about that. That's what he say. My why is a person complaining about what God gave him? Has he overcome all his sins? What are you complaining about? 
God is saying, so it's enough I gave you life. You're complaining that you're poor, that you lost your job, or that this happened or that happened, that this happened to you. Shouldn't complain. You should, it's enough that you had life. That's how that's how Bashal explains the Pasik. Whereas the Chalamus say, no, <laughs> even when a person's in owning, literally, when he's in mourning, his uh, his uh, desires can overcome him. Rabbanan, Rabbanan say, <laughs> Rabbanan say, no, that, what? Rabbanan say, I mean, yeah, yeah, the Rabbanan say that if even a person is in mourning, his, his desires can overcome him. Rabbanan kiyahu maisa, like a story, there was a story with a woman who was alive, and uh, they took her out like a whole group of men. Um, uh, even a group of men took her out in a beer to pretend that they were burying her, but they all committed uh, acts of adultery with her. Uh, that's the story there. But I think they, they, or they took out a a, uh, a baby that was alive, or one of the women, one of the women was accompanying them, and they took out a baby. The baby was really alive. They just made it look like they're going to a funeral. So sometimes you can't really tell. So you always have to be concerned about Yichud with one man and two women, according to the Tanakama, and even according to Abishol, because Abishol says, well, Abishol says at a funeral, it's not so bad. The Chum say even at a funeral, it's bad because the Yitzhahara can overcome that. So according to the Mishnah, a person, one man should not be Yachud with two women, but one woman with two men is okay. Reb Shimon says, even one man with two women is also okay. And if a man's with his wife, that's also okay. Says the Gemara, we're about eight lines from the bottom of the page, not the two dots. I'm going to be in a Marab. So he said, one woman with two men is okay. That's only if the people are respectable people. If these are promiscuous people, even 10 people shouldn't go out with one woman. This is the story. This is not the story. The story before was they took out a baby and they committed adultery. Here, talk about they took out a woman in a bed, pretending that she was on a beer, that she was dead, and they committed they all committed a beer with her. Amar Biosei, Teda, how can you tell another proof that when people are not righteous, uh, you can't trust them, even if there's a whole group of men? Teda, the Mechbri Beasar of Agandik Shura, if you let's say you have a very large beam and the people want to steal a beam, you can't pick it up with two people. You need a whole group of people. You need 10 people to lift up to steal the large beam. And they're not embarrassed from one another. So many times you can have a whole group of men. If they are not righteous men, you have to be concerned about them too. So even when our mission says that two men could be miyachad with a woman, that's only if they are righteous men. And you, you don't have to be concerned. But if there's uh, if they're not, even a uh, hundred men with a woman would also be forbidden. Name asylum. Let's bring a proof to this idea that what that um, uh, that if they are righteous men, it's okay. But if they're not righteous, not name asylum. Most Moshetim remember a woman who was a, a, a sota. What is a sota? There were let's assume we're going like sheep. Yet two, uh, the, the man warned his wife not to be secluded with a certain individual, and he warned him in front of two witnesses. And then there were two other witnesses. Or the same witness who saw them being secluded. She's a sota. Sota means she's a suspected of adultery. We're not sure. So she can go drink the water in the base of Middash and Yushalayim to determine it unless she's moda. But during that time, once she is declared a sota, which means it's a suffix, it's a, she's a suspected of adultery. You don't know for sure. For sure adultery, it's all over. She doesn't drink. We only drink, She only drinks when she's suspected. Now, during that time when she's suspected, 
she's forbidden to be with her adulterer, and she's forbidden with her husband too. And, and so when they take him to Yerushalayim, you, you have him accompanied, you have a chaperone of two Tamirichachamim, Shem because if he is if his desires overcome him on the way to the where on the way on the way to uh, Yerushalayim, then the water won't work anymore. Because it says If he is if he is innocent of any sin, then the water will check her. If he's not innocent, meaning if he slept with his with his wife, who's as a suspected adulteress, after she was declared a sota, and they went, were going through the procedure of bringing her to Yerushalayim. If he if he slept with her, then the water wouldn't work anymore. So we want to make sure that nothing, there's no hanky-panky on the road. They assign two kamerecham as chaperones. Master shemerecham, shem yelavaderach. Kamerecham on all dafka kamerecham. Two kamerecham could be miyachet with them. Inch of the amalot, but nobody else. Mashma, that this is a proof to what we're saying, that if you have people who are not scrupulous, even if you have many people, they can't be miyach with a woman. So the Gemara says, no, that's no proof in there. Shiny kamerecham di adil lasrurebe. The reason we assign to Mircham, it could be that even to two, two standard people, two uh, not particularly scrupulous people, could also be kosher to be miyachet, miyachet with a woman. But the difference is, is that the reason we assign to Mircham there is to be able to warn them that, you know, to, we know the halacha, and if you have Bia with your wife after she is uh, declared to be a sota, she's suspected, the, the suspected adulteress, uh, the water won't work. That's why you said, not because Mircham you need two. Uh, two righteous people. Even you could have maybe, maybe really you could have two unrighteous people could also have yichud with her. The reason we said that is that they that they're well versed in Allah and they could warn her. This that we say, what that uh, that a woman can be miyachid with two men, and there's no problem with that. That's what our mission said. Two men with one woman, uh, assuming again that they're scrupulous men, is only in the city. On the road, actually, you have to have three. Maybe one of the people will have to use the bathroom on the road, then you'll only be left with two. Right? If you only had two men, you say you have two men with one woman, it's okay. Let's say so you have two men are accompanying one woman on the road, and one of them has to go to the bathroom. So you'll have Yechud with the remaining guy and the woman. Therefore, you better have on the road, you better have three. So if one guy goes to the bathroom, you still have two. Name of a sailor, let's bring a proof from this case that we just mentioned by so the most you give them two tamechachamim, right, to accompany, to chaperone them on the road to Yushalayim, meaning the husband and the suspected adulteress, because maybe the husband will sleep with her on the road um, and then the water won't work anymore, right? It says, Shemiyavodarach, you Hatwasa. Now, if you have two tamechachamim and the husband, that's three, right? So you see over here that on the road you need three, not two. As, as this is confirmed, what Rav says that two is only enough uh, in the city. Then you can have two. But if you have on the road, two isn't enough because one guy might have to leave to go to the bathroom. And you only have the uh, one man with the woman. That would definitely be yichud. So isn't that a proof? Because he say tray the two uh, Adam, the two tamerichachamim, and the husband. That's three. And otherwise, it's not good. Mar says no. That's different. The reason why you have two over there could be that even on the road, even though Abiyadaravs may be correct that on the road you should have three, but you can't prove it from there because maybe the reason over there why you say you have two is that they should be Adam. That if the husband committed a, a slept with his wife on the road, you have two Adam that they did that, and then they would no longer drink, and she would have to leave uh, without getting her and you have to give her again. Rabbi Abiyadaravs, Rabbi Yehuda once walking on the road, 
There was a woman that they were approaching. There was a woman there. Lift your feet. Let's run. The Kamaganim, but from before Gehenna. In other words, uh, we're about, we're two men and with a woman here. If we go near that woman, we will be, uh, we will, we, we, God forbid, we could uh, fall victim. And, uh, you know, even, even though we're two men, but that's also Yichud, uh, and we're on the road, right? Two men, uh, we shouldn't be near women. So run, let's run away. You yourself said, right? Who was the rabbis of here? Rav and Rabbi Uda. And uh, before we, it was Rabbi Uda, Marav who said, that's only, you said that if they are scrupulous people, if they are <clears throat> respectable people, it's not a problem if two, two men and a woman. Now, you could say also they were on the road, if they were far away, should have three, right? We said should have three, but the fact is that's only in case, you know, one runs away and one has to go to the bathroom, you still have two. But if you have two, that should be okay. So there's no problem. We're two men. Two men and a woman is okay. Who says we are so kosher? <laughs> like, or this not uh, different gifts, but who says, that, who says that I'm so kosher? Even Rashi has the girsa that... Um, uh, that who knows that we're speaking going on on me like me is it going me and the shame going on maybe it's not maybe I'm not as kosher as I should be right El Kagomai who could be going Rav Chanina about Papa Bechaber the stories we had back in Mametes and them about Rav Chanina and Rav Khan over there that they were uh, seduced the shiksa tried to seduce them individual individually he made her have boils and she took off the boils and he ran away into a place that was a sakana he took a sakana and as he was willing to uh, in dangerous life by going to a dangerous place rather than, you know, chasbul being over on Yichud uh, with the, with this uh, shiksa. So uh, who says, you know, we can't trust ourselves. He said, you know, two people with two men with one woman, yes, basically, okay, that's only if they're sharem. We, we, you, you can't trust yourself. You, you know, great rabbis maybe, but not necessarily us. So therefore, he was mocking, let's run away to tell you that you have to be very careful, even though the Easter may only be one man with one woman, right? And Amisha said that, you know, two men with one woman is okay, but it depends. And it's only for kosher people, not necessarily for everybody. So we should be very careful when it comes to the lochus of Yichud. All right, we'll pick up from here tomorrow. I'm from Avrav Malkin Yichud, if you can get Malkus for that or not. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.